Well, 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 and welcome to iDeveloper Live, episode 50. John, we've made it to 50. Just barely. I feel like I've been dragged kicking and screaming into this into this, this age. Well, you, do you know what? No other podcast I've ever done has reached, I, I don't think has ever reached episode 50. Normally, by about episode 44, 45, I start taking exactly the same podcast and rename it so it's like a new one and, and start all over again. So, you know, this it's is 50. You're trying to... You're trying to hide from the throngs of adoring fans? It, well, I think once you get too much of a reputation of producing something regularly and, and, and for too long, that um, you know, people start having expectations and it's time to just kill them. The expectations, <laughs> not the people, that is. <laughs> well, I think you should kill people, not expectations. I totally agree. I totally agree. But uh, there we are. That's, that's for our other podcast, you know, Murderers um, yeah, Unite or whatever. <laughs> Mur- I Murderer Life. <laughs> there we are. Oh dear, we did forget to tell our guests that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh, we have three guests on the show tonight, or this morning, or this afternoon, or wherever it is you happen to be listening to it if you're not listening live. Um, this is in no particular order. Uh, Mr. Nick Pello. G'day, Scotty. How are you? I am good, thank you. And immediately by the welcome there, people will have some sort of a idea of um, where you're from, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so... Um I'm Nick, and I work for Atlassian. Um, as you can probably tell already, I'm based uh, down in Australia. So it's about 2 a.m. here um, in very dark Sydney, um, and hopefully I'll be able to string a few coherent sentences together about uh, one of my latest projects, which is um, Dura Mobile Connect. Excellent. That's what we're going to be talking about in our feature segment later on. Now, um, Nick, I haven't asked you to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something. I'm assuming you know who else is on the line with us. Why don't you introduce our other guests? Why don't you, why don't you introduce them and then allow them to introduce themselves? All right. <laughs> Did that make so, any sense uh, at all? At 2 a.m. in the morning? Certainly. Certainly. So my colleague, um, and the, also from Atlassian is Joshua Devaney. Hi, Josh. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're good, thank you. Thanks. Probably better than you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little early. Um, my name's Josh. Um, I'm a product manager at Atlassian. I work on a product called Jira, which is an issue tracker, and I also work with Nick on Jira Mobile Connect. Okay, right. I, I know we're not doing the main segment yet, and we've got other stuff to do first, but um, yeah, I immediately went, what is a product manager? What does that, that means so many different things in so many different companies. It, it asks him, what does product manager mean? So basically, a product manager, what do I do day to day? I hopefully say no a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> How about if we know? <laughs> uh, so basically, the product roadmap. Um, not too far ahead, just a few weeks ahead, maybe six to eight weeks ahead. Um, we do usability testing uh, and customer interviews are probably the three main uh, functions of a product manager at Atlassian. Okay, see, now we, we all feel far more educated than we did just now. Then, you know, just now we had no idea what you did. Now we've got a better idea. So, um, Josh, why don't you inter- introduce the next guest? Because then that's sort of like fair and a bit democratic and everyone's getting a go, aren't they? Yes, that's correct. Uh, so the next guest is actually a GMC user, uh, and his name's Stefan, and he resides in Germany. Tell, oh, tell right. us a little bit about yourself, Stefan. No, I'm sorry, don't, don't yes. worry. No such thing as too early. Uh, right. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yes, yourself, Stefan. I'm a um, iPhone developer from Germany. We're a two guys, iPhone dev lab, and we're creating iPhone apps, of course. And um, yeah, s- since I'm a big Jira, Jira and uh, Confluence fan and Atlassian overall, I um, came across Jira Mobile Connect, and we're using it productively in one of our apps. Excellent. Now we're going to come on to um, uh, the Jira and the Jira Mobile Connect um, in probably about five, ten minutes' time. Um, we've just got to deal with a few other things first, a few regular segments, but uh, you guys feel free to pitch in whenever you like um, and join the conversation. Now, I guess the first news of the week is there is no news concerning WWDC. Uh, I mean, you know, come on, this is getting a bit of a joke, isn't it? I mean, I, I really thought we'd have, have, have seen some news by now, although actually I believe that 2010 they actually announced even later than this. It was somewhere nearer the end of April. 
um, which totally screwed it for lots of people outside of the US to even get there. Um, and now there's starting to be lots of speculation that the corporate event that is in the calendar in um, Moscone West isn't the actual week and all those people who've booked their hotels and their flights for that week are going to be screwed. John, you got any opinions on this or is this just as boring as it was two weeks ago and we need to move on? Well, <laughs> maybe the latter, but I would say that you know the other thing that we should be mentioning that is today is, is April seventeenth is the sixteenth rather is the day that U.S. taxes are due, and after seeing my tax bill, I'm not going to WWDC. I'm just going to go and be a hanger on. I'm gonna I'm going to wolf wrench my way through WWDC. But but doesn't this uh, you might just want to explain what you meant by that, John? Oh, sorry. So Jonathan Wolf Wrench is a is a, a long-standing uh, you know, light in the in the developer world in the indie Mac developer world, author among other things of something called Mo Generator, managed object generator, which you must use. We should get him on the show to talk about it. Anyway, uh, and so he uh, he wrote a, a pretty popular blog post about his experience coming to WWDC last year and saying, "Do I need to spend money doing it?" And he basically gave a couple of arguments. One of which was, you know, you can always use another MacBook Air. The videos are being released right away. The the value of the party scenes is is good for meeting people. He said that really the only thing he missed was not being able to be in the hallway inside Moscone, but and hanging around outside. The people that he wanted to see were there. The lab times. Now he said that you know most of the times you would go to labs uh, that he more often than not was able to stump the engineers, which I don't think is the case for most people. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But he basically said that you know you don't have to feel bad if you can't make it to WWC. Um, meaning that you can't make it inside the hall with a ticket, but if you have the chance to come to San Francisco, you should come anyway. Yeah, I think, firstly, we do need to get Wolf on to talk about Mo Generator. It's been a while since he's been on. I think um, Late Night Coco episode about 10 or 12, which was many, many years ago. Um, I went to WWDC last year with the intention of um, not getting a ticket, um, but I ended up getting a ticket and, and going, so I can't comment on whether it would have worked or not worked. But I know there's a lot of people talking about um, going without a ticket this year, which may be a way you've got to do it, because I think once the tickets do go on sale, about 2.4 minutes, I think, is my estimate of uh, sellout time. So there we there we are. What about um, you guys, uh, our, our guests? Are you planning on going to WWDC all the way from Australia, or is this just, oh, forget that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I will French my way through last year. Fortunately, we had, I couldn't, didn't even try to get a ticket. We had a conference on at the same time, right next door to the Moscone Centre. <laughs> oh, that was well um, planned. However, that was awesomely planned. Is that um, one of your jobs as a product manager? No, I'm, I, well, I'm a developer. So. Oh, you're a developer. Okay, there we are. Sorry. I'm getting you confused <laughs> here. All these Australians <laughs> sound alike. Yeah, they do. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not call them Kiwis because that would be really offensive. <laughs> Sorry, Correct. carry on. Maybe we're going to have to get you to say um, yeah, this is... So that was that was good. So, But uh, fortunately, many um, friends from Sydney were there and they had tickets. So I got the lowdown on where all the parties were. I think that was uh, totally uh, good value, just hanging out with them and um, get, also getting to meet a lot of the locals in San Francisco um, in the iOS uh, scene, which was cool. Um, and this year, I certainly am really keen to try and get a ticket. Um, the question is how. <laughs> I was speaking to some friends at the latest uh, Sydney Coco Heads last week, and one guy has got about three different screen scraping technologies in place with alerts to pinging as soon as that site changes. Yeah, but, you know, they're going to screw everybody up and just change the URL a little bit. <laughs> They'll be like, you know, apple.com slash ha 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 slash WWDC. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be right. <laughs> I mean, we could be heading for, is it was it 2006 where it was actually in August? Ooh. That's right. That I do remember that. Although I say this isn't the latest they've announced it. In 2010, it was very late April. It was about five weeks before the event, which obviously made for people like myself getting international flights and that very difficult uh, at any reasonable price anyway. Uh, lots of people are blogging that, you know, they're watching the, the uh, hotel prices and the um, uh, uh, flight prices and they're going up every day for that period because it's getting shorter and shorter notice and making the whole thing more costly. Um, that's or, right. So that's that's the biggest problem here. Uh, there's a few people already that have booked all their flights and everything. Um, so I haven't done that yet, but <laughs> I'm going to wait, wait and see and get the, the final dates. I think. But, and uh, uh, I think things are going to get very expensive. <laughs> looking for a hotel that weekend in in San Francisco. Apparently, according to Marco Arment in his blog this week, 
you know, many of the hotels are fully booked. Now, whether that's fully booked because people are predicting this is when Dub Dub's coming or whether because there's something else going on in town at the same time, um, you know, it is difficult. So even if they do put it on the week that's, I think, is it the 6th of June or something that people are proposing? Um, you know, anyway, it's no news. We're talking about no news again. We seem to spend a lot of time talking about no news. Uh, John, have you got any other news for us or shall I move on? I think you should move on. Oh, that's good. So you, you haven't done anything or achieved anything this week. So it's a normal week for you. No, that's not true. I, I could gloat about another uh, another achievement in the software I've been working on, of which I'm very proud. But uh, have you ever seen the movie Airplane? Oh, Do you know which, like, I, many I, I, times? Le- Leslie Nielsen. Okay. So yes. I got to <laughs> I get to gloat about the, the fun I had last week because this, the software that I mentioned a couple of shows ago, I, I worked on something that uh, essentially borrowed some memory minor techniques of taking freezing the video frame and being able to, to extract the area of the of the video frame where the character you know being portrayed as there so that when you go to find out who is the actor in a film or who's making an interesting cameo you can actually see the picture of the person in character rather than looking at kind of a red carpet picture of it it makes it a lot more interesting to do it and you you learn more about it but uh that movie airplane aside from never being able to to be made in today's politically correct environment had a number of cameo roles that i had not realized one of which was uh this guy named howard jarvis who is the father of prop 13 in california is pretty much responsible for for the complete decline of our state so yay howard jarvis there we are but that's 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 unimportant yeah no you were right you had no news did you okay right (laughs) um we've had uh simon wolf uh, has submitted another episode of the Avtag Diaries. So Simon's not in the chat room today, so we can't even say hello to him in the traditional manner. Now, in case you've never listened before, the Avtag Diaries, Simon has, um, is a contractor, uh, an iOS and macOS 10 con- contractor who has set out on developing his own product called Avtag, and we persuaded him to just as he went along to keep an audio diary of uh, what he's been up to. Now, I've only heard half of this um, diary because it only came in um, earlier today, um, so if it contains anything um, interesting, then good. If it contains anything uh, all boring, then yeah, well, it's his fault. Blame him. So uh, we're going to listen to the Avtag Diaries. Um, so uh, here we go. Hopefully you can all hear this. Hello, and welcome to the fourth instalment of the Avtag Diaries with me, Simon Wolf. It's been three weeks since you last heard from me, and I'm sorry to say that Avtag development has been somewhat restricted. My daughter has been enjoying the Easter holidays for the last two weeks, and, as a single parent, I've been splitting my time 50-50 between her and work. We've had a great time, but it's not exactly good for productivity. I'm also in the crunch period for a client's project, and that's really, really time-consuming. Added to that, I've decided to resolve some weight and fitness issues. I was tempted to try building a treadmill desk, but I've decided that since I live right in the middle of some gorgeous countryside, I'd like to combine exercise, views and fresh air, so I'm starting to cycle. I'm also hoping that having some time away from my computer will give me that very valuable thinking time, time to mull problems over and give them some subconscious processing. However, it's not all client work and play, and Marcello, he of Wrinkly P fame, has continued to iterate designs and interface ideas for Avtag, and it's looking gorgeous. The pressure will definitely be on me to turn his artwork into something that not only looks amazing, but also has those little flourishes that make the whole experience unforgettable. Another good thing to come out of this is that as the user interface designs become more and more stable, I am able to start writing user interface code and I can be fairly certain that I'm not going to have to change much. I need to try to create a working prototype of the interface in the next couple of weeks so that we can test it for usability and discover and fix up as many issues as possible early on. I'll finish this week on a slightly more pessimistic note. I was hoping that Avtag would be able to share its data between clients using iCloud's core data syncing. However, Daniel Pasca of Black Pixel did an excellent presentation at NS Conference about the issues and problems that currently exist with this, so I'm now wondering whether I should be making Avtag iOS 6 and Mountain Lion only, assuming, of course, that the iCloud issues have been fixed and it's working properly and robustly by then. I am confident that Apple will get iCloud working well, but it's a real pain for developers being left in limbo with an almost working technology. It probably works well enough at the moment, but when it does go wrong, it's the developer and the app that gets the one-star reviews, not Apple. It's a dilemma we all face. 
go with cutting-edge stuff that makes our lives as developers easier, or use tried and trusted alternatives such as Dropbox syncing? There usually isn't a clear-cut answer, but I'm hoping that we're close enough to both iOS 6 and Mountain Lion that I can see how they shape up and then make a final decision. Well, that's it for this week. If you have any feedback or comments, please let me, Scotty or John know, and who knows, maybe I'll even tell you all what Avtag actually does soon. Thanks for listening, and I'm Simon Wolfe. You can find me on Twitter as SGAW, my business website, which is ottersoftware.com, and a new, more personal blog, sgaw.tumblr.com. Until next time, bye-bye. Well, there we are, Avtag Diaries. Well, it just sounds that... uh... Simon managed to spend a whole three minutes telling us he'd done nothing, which is pretty developer sort of a way of life, really, isn't it? Well, it is for you, isn't it, John? And, you know, you're so mean, Scotty. <laughs> Sometimes it just it hurts. <laughs> I mean, here he is. He's in this, he's in this hole now that, you know, actually um, is indie developers. I mean, we don't, I don't want to spend too long on this. You know, actually getting a project off the ground is really quite hard work to really get it going, to really manage to start to get that focus, even when you've got designers involved, um, you know, as an indie developer, especially if you're doing some subcontract stuff and you've got kids and, and all the rest of it, you know, it's, you know, we have some great ideas, but, you know, ideas don't make money, as we've said before, and actually getting a project of, of even a small size going is about really having to knuckle down and get on with it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like the dreamy phase uh, just imagine how great it's going to be and you have the first early signs from your, you know, your designer saying wow this is going to be awesome and then you realize oh wait I actually have to code it then it has to be tested then it has to be deployed and uh, you know the, the, the sad fact is is that your dreams hit reality and then when that happens you better be prepared to improve your software and, and I think that you, know, you better be prepared to, to actually gather feedback not just opinion but factual information about how your application is doing in the world. I wonder if there were any tools or services that might possibly help with this, Scotty. Oh, John, this is why you earn the big bucks. This is why you earn the big bucks, because you are just so good at this link stuff that I then just going cock up by saying you're so good at it. <laughs> and there we are. Yes, let's move on to our feature segment. We've been segment, let's, get some, segment. Yeah, let's get some music done for that one day. Right, we're here to talk about Jira Mobile Connect with the guys. Um, we have a product manager, we have a developer, we have a user of it. Who should we let go? I think you've got to let the product manager go first, haven't you? Do so you then reckon? we can dismiss everything he says. Yeah, so then the developer the and the user can just say he was talking crap and then and, and we can move on. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, unless you guys want to do it differently, you know, one of you... You know, tell us what we're here to talk about. Tell us, you know, what is it we're going? You're going to get us all excited about today. Uh, sure, I'll take it away. Um, so I might let Nick tell you the backstory a bit later on, but basically, uh, it's really hard once uh, your app goes into the wild to get feedback um, from from your users. Um, feedback can end up on Twitter. It can end up uh, in the App Store. It can end up on blogs. It can end up in a number of places that you don't want it to be, um, and especially bad feedback, you want to be getting it, and you want to be acting on it as soon as you can. So Mobile Connect essentially is a library that you embed in your iOS app, and it enables you to collect crash reports and collect feedback from your users. Um, and basically, it can be used for beta testing, usability testing, or in production if you like. Um, and it raises uh, all your all the issues in Jira, uh, which is an uh, issue tracker. Um, so it has info like the location, uh, app version, iOS version, device. Um, you can attach custom data uh, and things like that. And the cool thing, the really cool thing about it is that you can actually, if you comment on the issue in Jira, uh, it's actually sent back to the sent back to the user. So you have the power to update your users when you've uh, fixed the bug. So, uh, wait, just just let me start something else. Why can't you guys just kind of make a nice licensing deal with Apple and have them re- replace Radar with Jira and Jira Mobile Connect? I mean, assuming that you can have a, a Mac version as well, right? Let's just put that right sure. on the table. That's a, that's a very good question. <laughs> and with the recent um, debate around... Radar or GTFO. <laughs> Let's so, hope that um, these, this topic can be explored a little further. 
Okay, I need to take a step back, guys. Okay, so you've said that Jira Mobile Connect, it connects information from a device and, and puts it back into Jira. So let's take a step back. Tell us what Jira is. Jira is a issue tracker, uh, and it's one of the really awesome things about it is that it's really, really uh, flexible, and you can customize it in pretty much any way that you want to. So it has a really powerful platform that you can build plugins on top of. It has uh, flexible workflows. Basically, you can have any process that you want inside Jira. Uh, and you can track pretty much any type of issue. I mean, even at the last thing, we don't just track developer issues. We track any issue, uh, HR issues, legal issues, whatever issues we need to. Okay, so some people who've been around for a while, they may know um, Jira um, or heard of Jira as a sort of a, a you know, it's used by some fairly large corporations as, as a corporate issue tracker. Um, as soon as you use, you know, words like, oh, this is corporate level issue tracker, people begin to think, okay, that's expensive. So, I mean, is, is Jira, as before we even excite anyone else, is Jira something that your small indie developer or your two-man shop, you know, realistically is going to be able to use? Yeah, totally. I mean, we have an offering, uh, 10 bucks for 10 users, uh, and you pay once and that's it. Uh, and that's for a self-hosted download. Download it, install it on your own box, and off you go. Um, and if you want us to host it for you, uh, the SaaS model is 10 bucks for 10 users per month. Okay, uh, so, so, so basically that's, that's a lot really of the cheap. type of people who are going to be listening to this show. You know, 10 users is, is you know, probably more than they're ever going to need. We get lots of one-man, two-man, three-man shops listen to this show. So you know, w- they should stay interested, okay, because this is in their price range. Totally. Okay. So, I mean, we're not here to necessarily talk about Jira as an, as an issue tracker, although we may get some questions around that. And if people in the chat room want to ask questions about that, that that's fine. So the point is we have this uh, um, uh, mobile SDK uh, that works in your iPhone that puts things – so you have to use Jira Mobile Connect to put issues into Jira. So, you know, people need to be aware of that, and they can use it, and they can use it really cheap by the signs of it. Okay. So um, carry on. What, what do you want to tell us next about it? Um, probably Nick, if you tell the the story of how JMC came to be. Um, yeah, sure. So why did I initially decide to build JMC? Um, I think there were probably three things um, that come to mind. Um, firstly, it, I was um, sort of teaching myself how to build iOS apps um, about a couple of years ago, and uh, I got my first little prototype ready and started uh, handing it out to friends, and I was just astounded at how that whole loop of getting uh, crash reports back when they, suddenly it wouldn't work on their phone and it would work on mine and it was um, excruciatingly frustrating um, to try and get that, especially from some of the non-technical users out there. Um, so I, I thought there has to be a better way and I was um, you know, looking for solutions um, so that was in the sort of beta testing phase, um, and I couldn't really find a lot out there at the time. Um, another uh, thing that happened is that at Atlassian, which is the company behind Jira, um, they host these, they called Atlassian FedEx Days, um, and that's a very cool thing that we do about four times a year where the entire engineering department is pretty much given free reign to work on whatever they want for about 24 hours. Um, there's one sort of thing at the end that you, there's one proviso though that you ha- you can work on your own project on any of our products. Um, it doesn't have to be the product you're currently working on. You can even invent new products, which is kind of what I've done here with um, Jira Mobile Connect. Uh, you have to just present it to the whole company um, at two o'clock or from two o'clock on the, on the Friday. So I had the time and I had sort of this itch that I wanted to scratch and um, sort of spiked JMC last year and realized that um, I could do quite a lot and I could actually sort of investigate getting uh, what sort of data I could get out of the app and out of the device that would be useful for a developer. Um, So from there, uh, once we had a we sort of iterated a few times and managed to add um, a couple of more advanced features um, such as submitting screenshots that can be annotated 
um, so that your testers and users can actually point out um, directly by drawing on the on the app directly where um, they, things crash or certain UI elements they may not like or that aren't rendering correctly um, just to make it that communication channel between user and developer uh, extremely lean and sort of lightweight. So I have a, 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 an immediate question. Is this iOS only forever or do you think you might offer this for, for macOS as well? Um, so definitely um, for macOS as well, though we haven't uh, started looking at that at this stage, um, we're also we also already have an Android, so we're kind of focusing on mobile at this stage, the mobile platforms. Um, but um, the, the we now have a quite a nice API between Jira and any client, so I can imagine it being written like we we can add other platforms uh, relatively easily now. So. Yeah, in looking at the, the 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 page that will go out in the show notes, which is a, a great landing page, gives you some you know a, a good o- overview right away. What you know, your app causes a problem, and then you have a frustrated user. And I, I understand why you want to make the developer's life easier because it helps make the product better and so forth. But kind of what's in it for the user? What I'm I'm curious to, to hear from from Stefan. Um, and I hope I didn't mispronounce your name, but but you know, as a user of it, or from the perspective of the end user of the product, what can you do to you know incite them? You know, other than saying, "Oh, thanks for making our our, our product better." I mean, what, what's interesting about it is that this is the the first time when you you might have a, a convenient way to actually talk to the the end user as a human being. Yes, and that's the most unexpected way users um, react to to durable BioConnect because. Um, Normally, they they expect to to have huge companies with uh, countless of uh, slaves behind their phone desk waiting for support requests, and uh, this time uh, just two guys from Germany that can reply to a support request in five minutes or, or less sometimes. So, Jurambo um, by Connect for me um, took the 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 clutter with the support requests or feedback and stuff like that from the inbox, from my mail inbox, and put it into Jira, where, where I'm already uh, using uh, the software to um, accommodate my work, my iOS, to, to, to work with my iOS projects. And so, I mean, I understand crash reports, uh, you know, but if the app crashes, you'll get the report. But is it, how does it present itself to the user? I mean, if something doesn't work as you expected, you know, you can open up and you can open up a direct communication channel back to the developers. But if the app crashes, when the next time it starts, does it do something special that, that kind of alerts the user saying, hey, sorry, the app crashed. Would you like to help us figure yeah. it out? Yep, that's exactly right. So under the hood, we're using PL Crash Reporter. Um, to do the crash reporting stuff and then exactly right on the next app launch it will just um, alert the user to the fact that hey you know the app crash help us make app x better um, would you like to submit the crash reports and they can opt in to just always submit crash reports as well and then um, you can get every crash report <laughs> and um, on that note that's Fantastic for your beta testing kind of phase, um, but we've got a partnership um, if you're actually shipping Jira Mobile Connect into production. So that's with um, with, with the guys over in uh, Hockey App. They have a really cool uh, integration with JMC such that you can use Hockey App for your production kind of level crash reporting where you might be getting thousands or hundreds of thousands of crash reports in a, in a day, and you certainly don't want to be bombarded with those in Jira, and they will do all the symbolication. And then automatically, uh, for each new crash group, they will create a Jira, one, a single Jira ticket for you in the system. That's excellent. So, And another incredibly important question. So the famous Twitter fail whale was a, a kind of a stock art treasure find. Do you have some service so that you know when when the app does crash and and, and you restart that you can give users of, of JMC a selection of you know of, up until this moment unknown but soon to be world famous <laughs> artistic renditions of of, of failure? 
Unfortunately, we don't have that uh, just yet, but it's okay. an awesome But uh, as the product manager, you, you, you should be thanking me for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. Actually, it's, well, it's, it's not an entirely facetious idea. I mean, I think that the, I whole, think point, the whole point of it is, is that you know, here you do have a chance to be able to talk to your users as human beings. And, and you know, uh, folks like Aral Balkan will, will tell you that you know, showing a humanity really makes for, for, for a great software. You have to convince people to, to, to want to do this. And if you admit that saying we're all human, it actually goes a long way, no? I totally agree. Um, that's definitely a huge aspect of Jira uh, Mobile Connect and that uh, ability just to connect with, with an actual person or to feel like you're connecting with a person once you've frustratingly had an app crash or something isn't working or you have a cool idea. Um, so we've kind of really tried to make that as seamless as possible for both the developer and the user um, and also just to keep them engaged because what we found in our other products at Atlassian, so Jira, Confluence, um, are some of the biggest products we have, is the value of just getting that feedback is is huge. And um, we have on all internally, um, we have all of our apps have a little feedback button that you can just automatically submit feedback to the team in charge of that product. So if you, when we all use those products daily, so that when we find a, a problem, the overhead of actually alerting the development team to that problem is extremely low for the, for the exact reason so that we get as much feedback as possible. So um, once it's in a system such as Jira, then it's easy to triage or ignore some of that feedback if need be or to, to alert the user um, that it's been re reported already and there's a fix coming out. And by doing that, by letting the user know, you uh, sort of keep them engaged and they feel a lot more involved in your app and in your company as well. And they really want to help you again. So we've sort of seen the value of that um, internally and we love to share that with um, and get that out there and sort of make this the next level of uh, feedback for apps as well, mobile apps. Okay, I mean, the so, sorry, John. Um, so, I mean, because people may not have picked up this from, obviously, just audio, it's hard to show anything. Um, so, I mean, I just want to reiterate, so um, to make sure I'm understanding this properly here, and people may not have read the webpage yet either, um, that this isn't just about if there's a crash report, you know, if something crashes, it will feed back and put a ticket into Jira. Um, the Jira Mobile Connect gives you the ability to put a feedback process into your application where... Um, users can send you a message about your application even when it hasn't crashed or you know something like that so the, the, the whole thing can bring feedback and that turns out to be a ticket in your issue manager um, and if you did you say if you comment on that ticket that actually goes back to the app that the ticket came from is communication that's yeah, exactly that's right yeah I mean that's great so, and on, yeah so that's the that's the yeah. idea so that you can opt, um, yeah, you can submit almost any data that you have with the app. So if you have a database uh, locally and you, that's important for debugging or working out um, what the user's state may be on the client, then you can submit anything like that. Plus, JMC automatically submits a ton of, kind of the metadata that you'd expect, like the device and all of that. And the user can also select a screenshot or any number of screenshots, in fact, and have those uh, annotated so they can actually just draw on those. And uh, for a bit of fun, so for um, the FedEx that I was talking about, at last in FedEx, because you're presenting in front of the entire company, you kind of want to have uh, something up your sleeve for the, for the big demo. So uh, when I did this, I spent, I think, about the last hour hacking in or coding in an um, audio feedback. Now, that was pre-Siri days. So it, uh, it wowed the uh, voters on the day, which was good. But that's been polished up and that's actually still shipping. So you can have your users actually uh, kind of talk to, directly to you uh, with voice. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is a, another genuinely serious question. So you, the, the, the crash report goes in and it's, it's automatically assigned to the, the engineer who, who is going to lose their job if they can't turn in a, you know, a, a, a pull request within 24 hours. At the point when somebody is commenting on it, is it very clear within JIRA that this comment is then going to go all the way back to the user so that they know not to, to, to be extra vulgar towards the, the product manager? <laughs> well, um, 
Jira does have pretty uh, pretty cool permissions, so you can actually restrict a comment to a certain user group. And if the user, like if the mobile user that is created in Jira uh, by the Jira Mobile Connect plugin, if that's not part of the group that you're restricting it to, then only those people will see it. Um, I wouldn't say it's uh, like amazingly clear in the interface, but if you understand the permissions, um, it's pretty cool to just you just click a little drop down and say, "I only want developers to see this." Right. But that 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 would for people like me who have advanced Tourette syndrome, that would be a, a slight concern. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, we could certainly work on on just making that, I guess, a lot clearer. Um, but. Um, yeah, like just said, it's a matter like to do it to actually do it. Once you know what to do, it's it's dead simple. Right. Um, well then, okay. Well then, how about audio remarks back to them, or could you? Can you do that? No, we haven't. We haven't done that or explored that yet. Um, maybe a version two. <laughs> so okay, let's. Um, I, I'm a developer. You've got me interested in this stuff. Um, what do I need to do to put this in my app, and what's it going to cost me? Okay. It's completely free, apart from the cost of Jira. Yeah. Um, really? So, so yes. maybe we can ask. Um, I mean, I would love to hear also from Ste- Stefan um, how he found the installation. So, it's it, at the moment, it's a matter of dragging the source some source files across. So it's fully open source. What you put on, on the client and in your app, and we kind of wanted that so that we could, you know, um, if you're putting code in your, in your app, it's good to be able to have a look through it. Um, before you sort of ship it, um, but so that's a, it's a, dragging it across, and then you literally have to initialize it with one line of code so that you um, point it at your Jira instance, and then you have to provide. So that will give you crash reporting uh, straight away, and then you have to provide just a button in your app, which is like a feedback button, and we provide an icon already uh, for that if you don't have one already. Um, and that will then launch the Jira Mobile Connect app so that when a user taps the feedback button, you just need to present a modal view controller or you can present it in a UI navigation controller. Um, and the user will then, the first time the app launches, they'll be asked to enter, they'll be presented with the feedback input screen. And once they've entered some feedback, then they actually get a full inbox um, with all of the previous issues they have and they can track then the status of those or they can have a look at, at, at any of the previous comments. And you have like a the uh, messages app style uh, bubble dialogues in there. So it looks pretty cool. Um, Is it, can the user opt to remain anonymous or are they anonymous by default or how does that work? They, that's right. All users are, in fact, anonymous by default. And what that means, that's pretty cool, so that all the feedback comes through to Jira and they're just created as, like, remote mobile user. Um, and what that means is that when you have your 10-user license, then they're, not ca- they're counted as just a single user. So we actually track each one uh, separately. So they don't have a user account on Jira. They can't log into Jira. Um, but they're just allowed to create issues uh, via the mobile client. That makes sense. So that you can have thousands, tens of thousands of um, users giving you feedback and they're not taking up any of your uh, user licenses in Jira. That's spectacular. So, but, wow, so... You said this was a FedEx project, but it, and it, and it be, became kind of a, a, a real product, so to speak. But that's that's pretty amazing that you're able to to do this because I, I have to assume it's not a completely in, you know insignificant amount of engineering, and you don't charge anything on top of it. Um, did, are you guys crazy? Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can see for us, it's um, we're like keen to get Jira. It's um, out there and exposed um, into the, the mobile developer market. Um, so, you know, you can use it. You cannot use it without at least paying some money for Jira. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at, at ten dollars per, per for ten users, that's that's. I mean, 
that's kind of a no-brainer. I, I mean, I'm again sitting sitting back, and, and Scotty has remarked a couple of times now that it, it, it's really amazing to see that there are, are are kind of going business models that that seem to work for writing tools that that help developers. You know, you mentioned Hockey App. That's great. That that integration is fantastic. I think Hockey App is awesome. I think Heat Maps, which we've had, is another great tool. And, and it, it is pretty surprising to see that that there's there's a, a kind of a, a level of seriousness of of Maybe serious is not, is not necessarily the word, but you know, a, a lot of effort that's put in to to get towards the you know software that it not only is 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 as thoroughly debugged as as a, as is all possible before you ship, but then takes you know takes the the, the last mile by by saying okay, problems will happen, and we're 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 going to use them actually as opportunities to make our customers love us more. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay, I'm going to ask um, Stefan a question now. Now, um, you know, Stefan is a user of. Um, Jira Mobile Connect. Um, okay, the guys understand. Put us in touch with him. So, yeah, we're assuming he's a good user that they like. Who's <laughs> given good feedback? Um, you know, let's let, let's be perfectly open about that. They haven't just dragged some guy off Josh, the street. However, Josh, you did the screening, right? Josh, you did the screening. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm assuming Stefan that no money has changed hands here. Um, uh, you know, uh, firstly, you know, they've just said, you know, drag some code in, you know. But a couple of lines of um, implementation. Is it really that easy? Yes, it is. And uh, apart from uh, most marketing bullshit that other people uh, state, <laughs> this was really easy to to build in the in the app. I I think I spent more time uh, deciding on what do I want to get, uh, which information I want to get from the user than actually actually implementing it. Because uh, I'm not doing that much with Jura Mobile Connect after presenting the view to the user. That's what uh, the system takes it over from there and does the work behind the scenes. And th- there, there's no significant code overhead or, and there's no real process overhead. I mean, because it crashes, it crashes. All it does is, is look to see that there is a crash report on next launch. So there's no, there's no reason why you, you wouldn't want to leave this on while it's in production, right? Not just for beta cycles. It's, it's sure it's already in uh, in one of our apps in production, and um, most of the time it's not about uh, crash reports because it's nice to have them, but usually you're happy when you don't have crash crashes at all. But uh, it's for me it's more about uh, feedback or uh, user support because I'm using Jira Mobile Connect also just to have a possibility to to get in contact with my users. That's more worth to me than getting uh, only crash reports. Do you have some metrics about you know how many how many what percentage of users have have sent feedback? Um, I'm not. We're not using the app that that long time. I think uh, two months uh, two months only, but uh, we've had about forty requests so far. So forty people right. contacted us uh, with Jirambo I Connect. And was that a surprising number? I mean, did you have any expectations about about because my my own personal expectation is I mean, I'm just too cynical. I just have have a, a you know think that that it would have to be very artfully presented, and and I, I imagine I might be pleasantly surprised. But what what was was it more than you expected? Less or it was more than I expected, and I was happy that this forty requests weren't emails in my inbox. So right. I'm happy for that. I think that's I think that's a good point, Stefan. That um, a lot of iOS apps used to, well, some of them, a lot of them still do. They have email as feedback, and you, when it, when it comes up, it'll, sometimes it brings up the mail app, and you send off an email. But getting five hundred emails to your inbox, it's not the same feeling as putting it into Jira. When I mean, like Jira, you can kind of group them together, um, and you can comment on ten issues if you have ten similar issues. You can comment on all ten at the same time and tell everyone that the same issue has been fixed instead of having to reply to ten different emails. And not only that, but uh, if the user doesn't have his email account configured on the device, you, you won't get any feedback at all. So the only um, alternative would be to uh, redirect the user to a web um, app, and this is uh, something that always um, um, changes the app flow. So you, you get out of the app, and you have to to deal with another interface, and that's not something users are fond of. Now. You you give a prefab UI view contr- view controller, which you then kind of have to, to to push on screen. But I'm assuming that if you wanted to completely redesign it, you could do that and it kind of drop down a level with with no problem. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's pretty much correct. I don't think um, not many people have done that. Right. But there is like um, the, the code is fully open source, so you can um, have a look at the code. And there's kind of a transport layer in there, and that handles all of the um, communication between your app and Jira. And if if they're trying to send feedback and they lose the their network connection, does it queue it up for the next time, or is that that's taken care of already? Absolutely, yeah. So we've kind of I've kind of taken as much care as possible to make it, um, yeah, have that. I mean, to in a way to kind of make sure that it is better than email, um, so that we do exactly that. So once um, a ticket has been submitted, we um, will write it to disk and then it goes into a queue and then it will get sent if the network's available and if uh, there's some kind of error, then we can retry it. Um, And it gets retried on next app launch or it's not kind of sitting in the background continuously uh, trying to submit, but it'll get launched when people uh, move around the UI or the next time the app launches. Nice. Okay. Um, a question that I think you know as an iOS um, app or plugin has to be asked. You know how how close to the wind are you flying as far as app store reviews are concerned? I mean, is there anything that any causes any danger to people's apps here not getting um, not getting through, or is this you know pretty well well inside all the rules and regulations? This is well, yeah. We, if it's not, we definitely want to hear about it. Um, but as far as we know, it's definitely it's getting approved in the App Store. Um, we haven't been using the we're not using the UDID, and we haven't been using that yeah, even for a long time. In fact, so we just generate our own unique ID, um, and that's how we use that's what we use to actually track users. Um, we had one report um, just last December that we were using. A, a variable called instance instead of shared instance, and that, that that got rejected for whatever reason. I think they said that instance is an internal message used uh, by Apple APIs, so uh, we got a fix out very quickly for that. But otherwise, I'm not aware of anything that's um, blocking this getting into the App Store. And you guys are nice enough not to, you know, when the crash report is generated, upload the user's entire address book and then <laughs> send a message to every possible, you know, through Twitter and email and Facebook, say, this app crashed. You could experience that too. My God, that's a, that's a, that's a viral marketing campaign right there. It's a winner. <laughs> no way. Don't do it. <laughs> well, so, it will all go um, to your latest, inbox. <laughs> the latest one, I don't know how true this is, but I, um, is is uploading their entire photo album? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, I, I, the 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 screen grab annotation that's very interesting to me. Is there? Is it just means at that point they could say take a take a look at the app as it is now, or is there any way of it it being able to to kind of grab the what the screen looked like before it died? Um, before a crash, no, we're not doing anything with that. So the screen grab, users have to just take a screenshot and we, pre- we present them with the photo picker. I see. Um, so it's, it is like a roof, um, is the whole workflow around that. And I want to do a lot more hand-holding for users, so it's really obvious for technical users like you and myself how to take a screenshot and, and have it attached. Um, but I want to have, uh, it's, I just haven't found the right workflow yet uh, to work it into the app so that a user who's never taken a screenshot before on their device kind of handheld a little bit more through the process so that they work out how to do it. And we may look at, well, yeah, it's interesting with iOS <laughs> to try and um, kind of guide them through that process, whether or not we may. Okay, Nick, you're, you're breaking up a little bit there. So um, I'm just going to ask uh, Stefan a question and hopefully your line will fix itself out again. Um, Stefan, so you're a user of this thing. Um and uh, you know, let, let's let's lure these guys um, into a false sense of security by starting to talk about your favourite thing about um, uh, JMC. But then suddenly, when you're they're just there, just switch and tell them what really stinks. Well, the the best, the coolest feature is, uh, as Nick mentioned, the screenshot feature. 
feature and worst feature is that they hidden it so much that nobody uses it because I think it uh, has great potential to to have your users show you where the problem is or where they want to to have a, a feature change or something. But um, I always have or almost always have to tell them you need to take a screenshot like this you need to uh, tap there and then you can annotate and nobody uses it and i wish there were, it would a bit more it, uh, easier to use so that's uh, that's definitely my 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 biggest wish screenshot do you want to respond that's to that guys hear. yeah that that is good to hear that's what i was um saying earlier is uh I'd love to do a lot more uh, hand-holding of the user through that whole uh, screenshotting process. So I think um, just getting, for example, my mum to try and take a screenshot on her iPad over the phone is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> um, so, so I certainly don't want to wish that on anyone else. Um, so I would like to make that a lot more obvious. Um, and as I was saying, it's a matter of I'd, li I'd like to explore the, the workflow into exactly how that, uh, um, how we can do that most elegantly um, and kind of ex express it as clearly as possible exactly how they have to take the screenshot um, and whether or not we make them use the hardware buttons on the phone or a combination. We, we could potentially um, look at providing another button that they need to tap, which gets kind of tricky, though, in the app when you don't want that button being displayed uh, kind of on every screen. Well, does that make sense? It does. Now, is Jira Mobile Connect, presumably, you use your own, you, you drink your own champagne-flavored dog food, um, and there's a, there's, there's a whole, you know, Jira uh, set up for Jira Mobile Connect. Now, can developers uh, you know developer users of of jira mobile connect send pictures of them kind of like giving you know vulgar gestures to the developers of jira mobile connect in order to kind of get them to to make screenshot Whoa. handling happier i mean not trying Whoa, to be all inception or anything on it that's but. very inception it's very meta uh -huh. but i like that but unfortunately we are not at that level yet um we're Kind of, we have an open Jira so that developers can, in fact, raise uh, any feedback that they have about Jira Mobile Connect um, right there. And that's, that's what we're using at the moment. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring you on to a, just a slightly different angle from here. I mean, I, I saw you guys um, demo um, GMC when I was in Amsterdam um, last August. That's what you missed, John, when you went yep. home early because they were the lunchtime talk. Mm. Um And, and it looked great and it was all made really simple and, and, and you could see this stuff worked and you demoed that it did work and that's, um, yeah, that, that was cool. Um, as someone who then went to look at it afterwards, uh, you know, actually the, the GMC stuff, fantastic. You know, it, it, it's, it's, I agree with Stefan, it's all as you said, line of code, blah, 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 the, the bit of research. However, um, you know, this is, this is my sort of feedback to you guys then, sort of just front of, you know, the world, just because, you know, let's do it publicly anyway, um, is when it came to Jira, I mean, Jira is an enormous tool. And for someone who was just trying to sort of have a play with this stuff and just see, you know, could I make this work? Was it worth investigating? Suddenly when I was presented with this mammoth called Jira, uh, it was like, where do I begin? <laughs> yeah. How do I begin? Um, now, maybe I was just being stupid and I wasn't finding the right page on the website and whatever else. But, you know, if someone, so my question is, if someone's going to use this, are they making, you know, uh, is Jira, it's a big tool. Is, is someone going to have to make a huge investment in learning this? Or is there like, you know, just a cut down bit of functionality they should focus on to make this work and they can forget the rest of it? And if that's the case, how do they find out what that is? So just a quick question um, before I probably let Josh uh, answer that. Were you, at the time, do you, were you trying to install Jira locally or were you, I don't think we had launched our hosted versions. By no, then. no, this is something is I've done right? more recently. I didn't do it straight after the Amsterdam because I never get anything okay, done cool. straight away. So more recently, you're presented with Jira. It's got, you know, it, it looks like it's got a fabulous bunch of options as, you know, there's, there's tons and tons of stuff and it's like, okay, I just want to try JMC. Where do I begin? How do, you know, how does, how do I begin with this stuff and keep it simple? Right. So, um, so did, you had an on-demand instance? Yes, an on-demand instance, yeah. Okay, Sorry, this, right. is, this is real-time yeah, support in front of 8,000 people and you know, whatever else. Just don't, no pressure. 
That's just to <laughs> no, clarify, that's because I can imagine that installing Jira itself is a lot more kind of work than if you just sign up for an on-demand instance. Yeah, this was this was the on-demand. You know, 10 users, try free for 30 days, or, you know, the normal trial stuff. Sign up for a trial account because I want to try stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm a reasonably competent guy, but it wasn't, you know, because this is, a, as you say, it's a tool that's used for so many things. Just how to make this thing work quickly with, with Jira Connect and, and whatever else wasn't obvious to me. Now, maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place, but, you know, or is it actually, you no? Know, Jira is going to be, is, is an investment of my time, but it's worth making an investment. If that's the case, that's fine. Just say, no, actually, if you want to use Jira, you need to invest something in about learning it because that will all pay off. Brilliant. I'm happy to hear that. Or is there like a, a little subset that I can just go and focus on for this bit and I should just have pressed this link and I'd have been okay? I Firstly, let me start by saying that, yes, Jira is a mammoth tool, um, but it, 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 it's hard because we, we, um, we facilitate so many use cases um, and it's actually, an, it's actually an issue that we're addressing pretty heavily at the moment. Um, the first-time user, uh, at the moment, it's a pretty steep learning curve to get into Jira. Um, but that said, that learning curve is definitely worth taking. Um, we're, we're trying to make it much shallower, um, and hopefully we're making some ground there um, in our latest releases and upcoming releases. Um, but yeah, definitely, like, as you said, so the on-demand uh, instance, if you just get a Jira on-demand instance, um, I would say to get uh, JMC up and running, you can pretty much have a vanilla on-demand instance. Uh, you don't need to configure anything whatsoever if you just take the standard options. So all you would really need to do is create a project um, and then dig through the administration and find the uh, button to turn Jira Mobile Connect on. Um, and as soon as you turn it on, it gives you the code snippet that you need to paste in your app. So I would say within probably five minutes, um, you'd be able to get up and running. Okay, I obviously just didn't dig through those administration things properly or wasn't really paying attention, um, which is perfectly normal for me. I try and do everything very quickly and don't always read everything properly. So no, there we are. It's, so, it is somewhat understandable. We, we, we can probably do a better job there of just kind of advertising, like inside the app, uh, letting you know a little. No, let's no, not let me, no, 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 let's, get off that easy. No, 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 no job, I'm, I'm taking control here. I'll give you an idea, guys. Yeah? <laughs> On the JMC yeah. website, a little video showing me how to do it. I love it. I love that idea. I think uh, that might be my goal for the week. <laughs> there we are, John. You can criticize me again now. Well, because I was going to say, so Stefan, where in Germany are you? I'm in Wiesbaden. That's uh, near Frankfurt City. Okay. So um, we can say that conclusively that JMC is easy enough for, for, for German developers near Frankfurt, but definitely not easy enough <laughs> for British developers near East Bollockshire. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, is, it is a little hidden. Um, and I definitely uh, think a video would, would help you out. Uh, a minute video to sh simply show you where to click um, would go a long way. Well, we know what it's yeah. like as software developers. When someone downloads our software normally, you know, uh, and, and I think the app stores, the Mac app store and the iOS app, uh, app store demonstrate this um, uh, immediately. You know, unless it makes immediate sense to people, they think, oh, that's crap. Uh, you know, one star review, it doesn't do this. But there's a big button on the side. Oh, no, but it, you know, I didn't see that button. Um, you know, and, and we're no different as developers, let's be honest. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, I want to try something now. Yeah, if this doesn't solve my problems in less than 30 seconds, you know, I might give up. Um, you know, so it's just, uh, yeah. But equally, if you want a powerful tool, it's got to be, you know, have all the options in. So, you know, if, if just on that part of setting it up, there was a little demo of some form or an article or something. That might help you guys. That's all I'm saying. No, definitely. I think uh, I think we can get away with pretty much a 30 second video of showing exactly that. So you first log in, you create the project, and then you enable JMC, and then you off switch off to Xcode and show uh, show you show the code that you need there. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna we are we're running over an hour now, and um, we we don't like to go too long over an hour, but I I don't want to. Um, uh, sort of just cut us off without giving you guys an opportunity just to, you know, say anything that 
you know you feel that you would be desperately failing the hierarchy um, that uh, pay your wages if you didn't get to say before <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> before the show was over uh, because I didn't ask the right questions. So yeah, you know, is there anything else you just want to tell us to round off round this off? Of, you know, to tell us how magnificent you all are, or just tell us how magnificent your bosses are and you need to deserve a pay rise, whichever. Yeah, suck up, suck up to John Silvers. Here's your opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, I think that's. I think we've covered uh, a lot of stuff. Um, there's nothing specifically. I think we missed. Um, I just would. Yeah, love love the feedback from uh, you, Steve, and would love to hear uh, what other people think as well. And um, I hope um, you find JMC useful. Well, I'm definitely going to take uh, another look. That's for sure. Yeah, basically, I would just say go out and try it and. If you are, if, if if you don't like it for some reason, uh, please let us know. Like we're totally open to uh, all your feedback, all your bad feedback, all of your curses and everything that you might say about it. Or and we're open to your good feedback as well. Um, we definitely want to make it an awesome product. And Stefan, what about you? Anything you feel that we've missed out fairly or unfairly? No, no, I'm fine. Everything's okay. I'm using Jira Mobile Connect. I'm safe. <laughs> Okay, let's um, let let's do the uh, John. You need to say anything before we finish? Before I do the whole sort of who are you's again? No, but I, what I will say is I will take it upon myself this week to to try and integrate it because I do you know I do work at a, at a Jira shop and uh, we have an app that has a crash which I have had a hard time I you know reproducing. So this is going to be very helpful. I'm going to try it and and I'm going to see how enjoyable it will be to to send vulgar gestures. To, to my fellow developers so, and I'll report back next week <laughs> I think awesome. I think that's been really interesting um, I know certain people have views on you know show that concentrates on a product but I think if a product you know is genuinely there to um, help a developer even if it means you've got to pay some money to the company producing it then it's a worthy subject for our our humble podcast and so um, I will defend our right to do it to the bitter end Okay, so um, thank you very much. I don't know why I said that, never mind. Um, uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Let's just uh, run through um, uh, what each of you want at a time. If you want to give us your Twitter handle, if there's a blog that you're part of, anything you want people, you know, you want people to know about yourself or any website you want them to visit to, at least one of you better tell people where the um, GMC website is again and everything, um, although it will all be in the show notes. Um, so let's start with Nick. Okay, so my Twitter handle is at Nick, N-I-I-C-K. Um, and I've just posted um, another link into the chat room, which is atlassian.com slash five-star heaven. And there's a nice little uh, web page there that kind of uh, tells a little story about a developer who has developed an app and he's landed in one-star hell. And he uh, progresses through uh, up into five star heaven with the aid of user feedback via your mobile connect. What can one say? That is wonderful. That is <laughs> <laughs> that is that is cool. I'm actually um, no um, uh, you know, no disrespect, Josh, but uh, but while you're telling your bit, I'm going to be reading that website. So carry on. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, uh, I'm Josh. My Twitter handle is at Josh Deveni, uh, J-O-S-H-D-E-V-E-N-N-Y. Uh, and the easiest way to find out any info about JMC is to go to atlassian.com forward slash JMC. Excellent. Thank you very much. And Stefan? All right. I'm um, Nico Linux on Twitter, but please don't make me spell it because I'm not a native speaker. Um I'll post it in the IRC channel if that's okay with you and is there anything you want to sell us feel free to sell at this point <laughs> yeah, where do we get copies of the app so that we can so that we can send vulgar gestures to you yeah what's the name of your app right. that's that's spielhaus for the win.com that's uh, spielhaus dash ftv that's where we uh, present our apps Okay, the Skype line was really bad there, and we'll make sure this stuff goes in the show notes. Uh, John? 
Well, I'm John Fox, and you can find out all about my product, Memory Miner, at MemoryMiner.com. You can read my blog about the experience of, of creating it at MemoryMiner.com slash blog, and you can follow my 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 mellifluous, no wait, my sonorous uh, musings on Twitter as Djembe, D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And my name is Scotty, and you can follow me on Twitter as at MacDevNet. My website is iDeveloper.tv, where we produce uh, video training courses for uh, iOS and Mac OS developers. Well, this has been iDeveloper Live, episode 50. We do hope that you've enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed it. I love finding out about this stuff. I just want to issue an apology to everyone who missed their WWDC ticket because it went on sale during the show. No, I was only joking. I was only joking. (laughs) But don't worry. At least least it was worth it. It was worth it for us. There we are. So, um, oh, this is where I see. I'm doing all the engineering myself these days because Dave decides that he actually has a life and wants to go home. And I'm not queued up for the music. So I'm sort of now here just trying to queue up the music and get ready. And that was why I'm waffling all this time until I can go ahead and press the button. So until next time, you all take care. Thank you.